Welcome to Between Two Furnaces. I'm your host, Luke Wyden, here with a few of my esteemed colleagues. First off, we got Matt Big Cat Barbosa. And we've got Little Cat Barbosa here today. Meow, what is so damn funny? How we doing today, Little Cat? Oh, I'm doing great. It's an honor to be on with you, gentlemen and scholars. It's been a while, and we are excited because we got a lot to talk about today, people. Thanks for tuning in. Um, first off, you know what I like to start with? Cowboys, Bears. How pathetic was your team this past week? Very pathetic. You know, we were at that game. Little Cat and I were. Shout out to uh, Peter Moan for the tickets. And um, I just blacked out in a rage of anger and walked out of the stadium sometime in the fourth quarter. That's about all I remember. <laughs> I didn't I'm, even make it out of the stadium. <laughs> nice. They, uh, you know, the Bears are bad. Pretty bad. Well, on the verge of being bad, but, man, the Cowboys are terrible. It was. It was. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. It was terrible. Anyways, let's get into it today. We got 20 degrees in Chicago today. Our season is kicking off. We are, I can smell furnaces just going bad right now. I can smell them. What do you think? They're, they're dropping like flies, and uh, this is our time to shine. This is, this is why we're in this industry. This is shooting fish in a barrel, right? This is like Little Cat on Tinder, <laughs> right? Match, match, match. Match. Right, 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 right. Yep. Furnace, right. Exactly. Anyways, what are we talking about today, guys? We want to just uh, dive into a little, uh, a little bit of what happens, what happens when you're at the sales call and you got to make a deviation, right? You know, uh, a lot of people have a strict step by step process, which I'd recommend, but in times you're going to get a curveball. What happens to that deviation? How are you going to come back to it? Start me off, little cat. Give me one of your most recent curveballs you got thrown at you when you're at the house or on your way to a house. Got it. So I love uh, I love animals. Typically pre-call, I like to ask, "Hey, are there any animals?" And in- how are you doing that? You calling, texting? What are you doing? How are you asking? Most that? of the time, it's call. Um, let, let, run through that real quick. That scenario. What's that look like? So yeah, I usually call 15, 20 minutes prior to arrival. Uh, I like to give a very specific time frame. Say you know, fifteen minutes and fourteen seconds, for instance, just something kind of kind of goofy. Um, it usually starts the conversation pretty well, uh, and then I always ask, "Are there any animals that I get to play with in the house?" Um, which, if there are, oftentimes creates a, a good rapport before I even walk into the call. What do you What do you hear there? Do you hear? A, yeah, I got Fido here. He's ready to see you. Yeah. Or they say, "What exactly. the hell? Are you asking me about my dog?" For? Sometimes, I, lots of times, people will say, "Well, I can put him away if you want." I'm like, "Oh no, no, I'm a dog person. Please, you know, oh cool, let me let me meet him." Uh, well, that's exciting. Big cat. What What is that doing? There, there's something subtle there before you even walk in the door. What's happening? You're already building that that friendship and that relationship, and it's almost like you're. You're you're no longer the sales guy coming into the house. You're you're almost like a friend coming in there. It just sort of sets the tone that hey, I'm a I'm a reasonable, likable guy, and I'm here not only to you know help you solve your problem, but we're gonna get along too. And I think that it's really the key is it's building rapport before you even walk in the door. You know, and that's that's gonna be key because uh, people buy from their friends. You know what I mean? Um, so you make that phone call. 
You tell them they're going to be there in 15 minutes and 43 seconds. They chuckle. That's great. I'm going to hold you to that. And then you say, yeah, is Fido, or is there any dogs I get to play with, right? Exactly. Okay, so get in your, your deviation So that in this particular situation you ran into. Yeah, so this last call, um, the lady has a German Shepherd, you know, pretty, pretty big German Shepherd. She's a small lady, answers the door. Um, the dog's not very friendly, let's say, barking, okay. growling. Um, you know, I, I, I asked the lady. You know, is it okay if I come in? I was like a little hesitant in this particular right. situation. And she told me to actually walk down the street and come back. What? For an introduction. And I was like, all right, we'll, we'll give this a shot. <laughs> so, again, walk 12 pace, paces down, come back. She tries to introduce me again, tugging at the leash about to come at me. Yeah. I finally, I told her, look, I don't feel comfortable in this situation. Could you please put <laughs> the dog away? She's not a big lady to hold this beast back. Yeah. So that threw me for a loop walking in. So the what did she, how did she respond? She said, yeah, let me put him in. Yeah, the she closet was, or something. right, exactly. So she, she ended up putting him away and I ended up selling the humidifier to her at least, but. Well, interesting because I, I would think that you're, uh, your request there would put you at a disadvantage psychologically. I agree. So luckily you sold something, you know, but, and it, crazy dogs are crazy dogs, right? Like it, it doesn't matter who walks over there, right? If that dog's a legit crazy, crazy dog, yeah, you're, you're not going to give it a treat and make it feel better. Right. Big cat. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I'm on the fence here. You know, I, tr I trust uh, homeowners to, or pet owners more specifically, to, like, know their pet's behavior and know when that pet's being out of line. So, like, I kind of agree with Luke saying, like, it might have put you at a disadvantage, but um, you got to trust your, your intuition and your common sense and know when a dog's about to come out your throat. Yeah, exactly. So, on that pre-call in that particular situation, when you asked, is there any dogs there, what did she say? Yeah, I got a crazy dog. Well, no, she said, yeah, she's got a German Shepherd you know, I'd, I'd like for you to introduce him. I'm trying to work with him on. Oh. I didn't want to be the guinea pig, though, frankly, to be a, you know. <laughs> you should have got your padded sleeve out yeah, and let, exactly. him, let him attack you. Quick question. Were you wearing shoe covers when you came in the house? I, I was not. I hadn't even gotten to that point Because I know sometimes if dogs are a little skittish, shoe covers can get them a little riled up. That's why I take off my, my shoes and wear, wear, wear silly socks in there. Um, and wear I'm, shoe covers over your socks? <laughs> No, but that's a good idea. I might need to start doing that. It's pretty weird. If you really wanted to get weird, put shoe covers over your socks. And let me set the record straight here too. I'm pretty much like the animal whisperer. Like this guy's got doesn't a, sound like it. This guy's got a crazy <laughs> cat that I've won over. That actually lets Ooh, me. Oh, big pet cat's it now. got a cat. Yeah, big cat's what got the hell? a cat. Like a big one like that, or like <laughs> a little one. Yeah, it's like a house cat. A little house cat. A house yeah, cat. Yeah. Yeah, how long did it take you to win that cat over, though? It took about six months. There you go. So maybe if you were at this lady's house for six months, that dog would have liked you. <laughs> Perhaps. So you get in the house. Um, now, like, what other deviations are happening in the sales process? There, Obviously, there's a lot of them. You got crying kids. You got all the, kinds of different scenarios. You know, What the, else? The, the most common one that happens for me is I like to sit down at the kitchen table first, you know, and... Customers are all too often too eager to, um, you know, point to that thermostat or take you down to the basement. So sometimes that's one I struggle with, you know, when a, when a customer just 
is really driving the lead super, super hard, and you can't take control the instant you walk in. That That's challenging. It happens sometimes. I think, and that's that's a very ch- challenging thing for a lot of salespeople I talk to, um, I think that you have to take control. And I, my theory is this is when you get nominated for the Oscar, right? Oh, man, my bag is heavy. Can I, can I just set it down at the table real quick and spread out, you know, or like you've heard, I've heard wild stories. I think from silver cat telling me uh, he's walking in and he's saying, Oh, my back, you know, I mean, that's a little extreme, but, but you just say, Hey, do you, I got a lot of stuff here. Do you mind if I just set, set it down real quick, spread out, get, get the tools I need. We'll get to the furnace real quick. Who's going to say no to that? Yes. I, I think the problem big cat is just asking, right? I'm with you. It's I, in I, your head. Yeah. It's just in your head. It's, all this is in your head. Well, I do feel there. there's a finesse to it sometimes. There too. is. Um, you know, if they're very adamant about leading that call before I've built, you know, enough rapport. Yeah. I might, like, for instance, the other night, I followed this guy on the a buyback situation. Yeah. Tough call to begin with um, up to his equipment. But there happened to be... a a table up there. So we, oh. we got to the equipment and then I was like, Hey, you don't mind if we sit down real quick and discuss. So I, th- I think you can't be completely static in your approach. I think you gotta be a little dynamic, but getting, get getting straight to the furnace. If they, if they get 10 bids, nine out of 10 people are going straight to that furnace and you just have to be a little bit different. Right. Um, so, but again, you go to that furnace and you start doing your, exploring your measuring whatever you want to call it you don't really know what what they want or what they're looking for what they need prior to getting down there you're just simply taking measurements right i agree agree with that um not to mention you don't even get to start knowing what kind of customer you're dealing with either right you know and ideally we want to get to that furnace step the measurement the analysis and we want to get them involved and it's hard to get someone involved when you don't have that rapport with them, right? So here's an idea for how you gain back control. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, bum, bum, bum. When a customer leads you right to that furnace and, you know, you, you can't put on your Oscar performance, one way that you can regain control is by simply inviting them to take off the panels for the equipment. And by doing that, you get to start, you know, really taking control. Um, hey, hey, what do you think that is? How do you think that got there? Do you think that should be there? What do you think we should do about it? You know, all those little things. Good way to kind of. Yeah, getting them involved is key. If you get somebody to do that and you're standing, be you know, five feet behind them and they're on their knees taking the panels off and they say, and I would say something like, oh, it looks like there's some rust in there. What do you think about that, right? Exactly. And they'll say, well, whatever the answer is. And then you say, follow up, well, do you think that should be there or do you, well, obviously not. Well, obviously that's why we're looking at a new furnace, whatever, whatever the scenario is. But yeah, getting someone involved is critical because when you're measuring, if you're measuring uh, uh, the house, you know, room by room or whatever, uh, windows, getting them involved is key. Holding the clipboard, whatever it takes to just have them. Right. And w- we're, we're starting to take uh, uh, installation videos, right? Oh, yeah. Getting that customer to hold your iPhone and take a video of yourself literally talking to the installers at, or as if you were talking to the installers and they're holding your iPhone, oh, it's a huge win, right? 
All right, so little cat, looks like we got a 17-inch cabinet here. We got some PVC pipe 2-inch going this way. We're going to reuse all this, blah, blah, blah. You're literally talking to the camera, and then you turn around and say, Mrs. Jones, is there anything else that we're missing? Oh, nope, that's it. I think we nailed it. I think we covered it all, yeah. right? But back to the point, you can't you can't ask her that question because you didn't, you didn't build the rapport up front. So if you're getting that right out of the gates and you say, is there anything else we're missing? Well, you haven't really asked her any questions to begin with, right? You know, um, so I, it's critical. I think it's absolutely critical to get, to avoid that going to the furnace right out of the gates, unless you're just selling a box. If you're if you're listening out there and you're just dropping off bids, you're you're a box seller. Have at it. Go right to that furnace and run ten calls a day. But guess what? You're not rolling in the twelve twelve thousand dollar, fifteen thousand dollar average tickets by doing that. Mm-mm. You got to work twice as hard as the cats, right? Oh yeah. You know, when you're doing that too, it, yeah, the money is a huge part of it, but you're doing the customer a disservice if you're just swapping boxes because that box failed for a reason. And it's our job to uncover why it failed, how we can help, and what other underlying problems are in that house that that customer may not even know about. Hey, friends don't let friends sell single stage. They sure don't. Right? So, if yeah, and again, if you're just dropping off bids, that's what you're selling. You might get lucky here and there, but... If you want a big ticket and you really want to take care of the customer, I'm not saying every ticket is going to be $15,000, but if you really work it, there's a direct correlation between the time you spend in a home and the average ticket. Proven. I've proved it many times. I heard a wise man once say, the furnace is free. What you're paying for is me. Fancy talk there. Mark that. That's That's a good one. That's right. You know, and that's the reality. Anybody can sell a box, but putting the right stuff in that's what, trying to accomplish what they're looking for and, and solving some of their comfort needs. That's what we're talking about in this podcast. If you're not doing that out there, then get the hell off this podcast. We don't need you <laughs> listening. All right. So what else, big cat, what else, what else can throw, throw you a curveball when you're out there? Obviously that's the first say five minutes of the conversation when you're in the home, what else you got? You know, we started this with, um, you know, that call ahead of time and what it does and how it helps. And, you know, just to add to that, Anytime that you do something in isolation of the customer, when the customer's not there watching you, um, it's a trap. It's a trap. And that's where rapport falls apart. And, you you know, you're going to present. You're like, oh, this is, you know, X, Y, and Z product. It's going to solve all this stuff. And the customer's like, okay, well, what the hell does that mean? I don't, I don't know what he's talking about because yeah. they weren't there when you were uncovering that stuff. So keep the customer with you at all, at all times. Yeah, sales pitfall is really the definition of anything you do in isolation of the customer. So if you're measuring the house by yourself, you're whatever by yourself, you, that's a sales pitfall. Well, not to mention, I mean, what if they got a daughter in the room or something you're trying to go measure? I oh, mean, yeah, you, just, you can totally it's, it's just, blow. It's kind of creepy you yeah. walking around the house by yourself measuring exactly. stuff. You know, a little weird. It obviously needs to be done. You need to get those measurements to properly size the equipment. That's a whole other conversation, but yeah. Anything you do in isolation of the customer is a pitfall. It's going to be one step away from it, not making a sale. So um, what else? What else, little cat? What else you running into out there these days? You guys have been hitting it hard, running a lot of calls lately because we're, the temperature's dropping, so we're getting a lot of activity up here. Um, hasn't, happened to me, hasn't happened to me in a while, but occasionally uh, the, the people answer the the door on the phone like oh yeah oh like through through the nest or whatever oh no 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 no, i mean actually on the cell phone i'm you know oh you know 
furnace is this way. Yeah. That's kind of a tough one to uh, crack. I'm open to any feedback from. Same thing, I should say. Yeah. Real quick, ma'am, is there, is there a table I can spread out on until you're done? Yeah. No, I'm going to be on here for an hour. All right. Well, again, I think you got to uh, you come to a crossroads there. Say, hey, all right. While I'm here, let me get my, I'll get a few measurements. When can I come back and go through everything with you? Oh, just email it to me, right? Right. It's just that you're wasting your time there. So let's let's talk about that situation. Just email it to me. Just email it to me. Who says that? A lot of people say that, right? How do you, how do you respond to that, big cat? Man, um, you know, on the one hand, you want to kind of empathize with the customer and let them know, like, okay, I understand this quote's important to you. But, um, you know, for me to do my job right, I've, there's, there's just too many things to, to go over and to discuss. I, I think it's going to work a lot better if we can schedule a time for me to come back and, and go over that. Yeah, I, and I would, I would add to that and say, you know what, I can email you 100 different options, but for me to get an idea of what you need, what you're looking for, I really need to have a quick conversation with you and narrow it down, and then we can explore the options together. I like that a lot. That's a good way of doing it. Yeah, it hasn't happened much lately because I feel like we got our process down pretty well to where make right. that distinguishment and and i think it all starts with booking the call whoever's booking the call has got to set that expectation and you know danny here is doing it for us and she does a a great job of telling the customer hey it's going to take 60 to 90 minutes depending on how many questions you have they're going to go through the house we're going to do this that the other thing setting the expectation um you know if you're if you're not setting that when you're booking the appointment then then you're one step behind right so yeah, again, back to the process. It's work. It works pretty well for us. So, um, what else, Big Cat? No, I was, uh, you know, you said it, but hopefully, you know, Little Cat, the thing you were mentioning, that should be, you know, get caught by, you know, the initial appointment booking call or your pre-arrival call. Uh, but yeah, it, it still does happen sometimes. They talk to the husband and the wife answers or vice versa, you know, so it's good to you're going to have that be able know. to be on your toes. You know, again, this is kind of a, the um, the two percent of the stuff that doesn't happen as much. We like to focus more on the 98 percent of the stuff, but got to have a plan, you know. So speaking of two percent, are you guys two percent skim milk or whole milk or no milk guys? Yeah, um, you know, because typically cats drink from a saucer. <laughs> <laughs> he's got jokes he's got jokes oh, I'm, I'm a two percent milk guy really really yep i'm an almond milk guy is it all almond or almond almond oh, with there's an L? definitely an l and almond. Yeah. almond 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 how do you almond. say almond i say almond is there an l in there there's definitely yes yeah, so you're an almond milk guy you're fancy um anyways um one last thing i want to touch on um is what was I going to talk about? Oh, say you, say you have the perfect sales call going. You go through the process. You pre-call. You say, I'm going to be there, ma'am, in 15 minutes and 43 seconds. Is there any little Fido's I get to play with? Oh, yeah. We got we got little Ricky here. He's a German Shepherd, Malamute, something mix. Great. Can I give him a treat? Great. You go to the door. You knock on the door. Everything's going perfect. Can I come in? Yeah, come on right in, little cat. You put your shoe covers on, you see Ricky, you give him a little treat, everything's perfect. You start talking about the fish on the wall. Oh, you're a fisherman. Me too. I went fishing in Montana last summer. Great. 
What are you catching? Blah, blah, blah. You have a five-minute conversation about fishing in Montana. Things are great. Hey, let me take you right to the furnace. Ma'am, excuse me, one minute. Can I just put my stuff down at the table? Great. Yeah, right over here. Spread out. Do whatever you want. Can I get you something to drink? Yes. Side note, you always drink whatever they give you. If they offer you whatever. I'm not, I'm not, LaCroix is perfect, any flavor. If you really want to throw them for a loop, they ask you for LaCroix, you say, what flavors do you got? Do you have grapefruit? Do you have pamplemousse? Do you have this? Do you have that? No, you don't. So you do that. If they ask you for, if you want a a beer, that's, that's going to be a case by case basis. I'm not going to give you my opinion on drinking a beer with a customer. Take Uh, it. But I would take it. (laughs) Anyways, um, depending on the day, if you're driving, all those things. Uh, speak to your uh, boss, your owners, about what they want you to do about that. So you take the drink, you share a drink with the person, right? You go through your agenda. You say, here's what's going to happen today, blah, 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 blah. Then you take the customer down to the furnace. You're measuring the furnace, and you've got the customer inter- interaction going. They're holding the iPhone for you, taking a video. You're going through that. You go back to the table. You prepare some options for them, and you explain those options in detail. And you let the customer decide which option they want, blah, 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 blah. Ah, I don't like option one because of this. All right, what about option two? That one looks great, blah, 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 blah. You get into your pre-trial close, and um, you get a uh, little bit of commitment. You feel like they're, they're ready to buy, but they're, not, they're on the fence. What happens when you just can't seal that deal? You had the perfect call. I'm sure I'm missing a few steps in there. Perfect call. You establish that they're the company or your company is the company they want to do the job, right? Hey, you like our company, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are we fit for this job? Yeah. I like you guys. You guys are great. We've worked with you for years, right? All right, so why can't we make a decision today? Him and hon, him and hon. It's not, it's not the quality of the job. It's not the company. It's not the timing. What is it? Oh, it's the price. Oh, the price. price. It's always the price. It's not always the price. A lot of times it's the price. So you got them right on the hook. What do you do? Go. What do you think about this? You know, so you get to that point, and, and the next thing you say is, you know, Mr. Mr. Homeowner, um, you know, I know you like Del Joe. I know, I know you like this option. I know we're the right fit for you. I know this is, you know, going to solve your problems. You know, fact of the matter is that our company, the, the difference makers are installers. You know, they're the heartbeat of the company. They're the boots on the ground. They make it all happen. You know, it just so happens we might have a spot available for you tomorrow or the next day. One of those days work for you. Yeah, they commit. They commit to a time. I think the only thing you can do next is say, you know, well, well, in this in this case, what I'd like to do is call the owner or my sales manager and just see if there's any way we can come to terms on a deal today. What do you think about that? I think it's perfect. It's uh, commonly referred to as a high authority close. So, what what you're really doing psycho- psychologically is you're taking your seat, spinning it around the table, and now you're on their team. So um, if you're not out there doing this, you need to find somebody in your company that will help you on this call. So uh, being a sales manager, I'm taking these calls all day long from our team. And it's not bullshit. We are literally trying to keep every installer busy every day. So if if we're not, if we're walking away from that job and it's a a few bucks, you know, suck up your pride because you got to take, you you have a moral responsibility to keep these installers busy because they got families, right? And so... So uh, what I would say is find someone in your company, if it's a sales manager, the owner, and, and say, and let them know that, hey, I'm going to be calling you. I'm going to go on this. I, I, from now on, if I get down to the wire and it's about the price, I'm going to call you. 
you know, you're going to have a lot of people complaining about this in your company um, that don't grasp uh, the, the severity of the problem. But guess what? If you can break even on a job, you are better off doing that than losing your profits from the summer, the winter, whatever. But again, we do this all the time. And typically, it's a few bucks. It's nothing major, right? So, but it takes you away from being the used car salesman. You know, um, we got a guy that can't wrap his head around this, right? And he thinks that, oh, you know what? I'll just, I go into every job. I inflate it by $200. I know I got $200 to work with. That's not right because of two things. Again, if I'm the customer, I'm the consumer, and you give me a price, and I him and haw, and then you say, oh, you know what? Let me take 200 bucks off. Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal, right? Plaid shirt, loafers, you're selling used cars, right? We, we, t- we refer to used car salesmen a lot. I got nothing against them. There's some good ones. There's some bad ones. But if you're there making a deal, take that pressure off yourself. Put it on someone in the office. Now, that tip, typical phone call goes something like this. Little cat, go. Hey, Luke, I got uh, Miss Jones here. Um, she's interested in our uh, to f- help us fill our next slot. I'm at 10. She would like to be at 95. What do you think we could do for her? Okay. Well, let me check the schedule here. Um, it looks like we've got a crew available. It is 3 o'clock on Thursday, and we've got a crew available tomorrow. Um, 9500 is is your price. I you know, that'd be kind of a little close. Um, if we can get this down for 9700 can you commit to that today, Mrs. Jones? Yeah, I think we could do that. Okay, great. It's simple. We're just trying to keep these installers busy, right? Because if they're not working, they're not... Uh, my friend Jeff Chapman out in Indianapolis, they're, they're the ones going in the, into the mine getting the gold, right? That's what they're doing. That's what Jeff tells me. And, he, and he's right. If they're not working, we're not... We're not we're not surviving, so we need to make we need to make a moral obligation to keep those guys busy every day. And why I love this process as a salesperson is it it literally makes the customers love you. I mean, you're like you said, you turn this you're on their team essentially. Yeah, you're on their team. After we've done this, you know, they're they're raving fans of of me. You know, yep, exactly. Because the reality is, you walk out that door, your chances of making that sale. Plummet. Plummet. I would encourage everyone listening to uh, take a little tally of the next 30 days, how many jobs you actually close uh, on the spot, how many close in a week, how many close in two weeks, and see see what those numbers look like. You know, uh, the ones that you close in one week and two weeks out are going to be drastically, the percentage are going to go way down. So if, if, if it truly is a price hang-up, you got to get that up. You got to make sure that's what it is first. They might not like you. They just might not like you. And that happens too. More often for little cat. Yeah, right. We, if you establish that it is a price concern, get someone in your office on the phone and you can tweak this process, but it's called high authority or more, uh, close and, and take the pressure off yourself. Um, because there's something to be said about it. We are, we are, I would say at 75%. Of the time we we close that deal when when I get a phone call, brilliant. And one thing you didn't touch on was um, when you're doing the inflate the price, knocking money off, you're losing trust with your customers. Agreed. Uh, yeah, I agree. You know, uh, well, why didn't you just give me the best deal when you could? When you called the sales manager or the owner, they're the authority. I mean, the customer they're getting a deal and they 
boy, they really feel like they got a smoking deal when you do that. And you know what? It's, it's so funny. I had a situation last a situation, an experience last night. Me and the wife were out buying a mattress. You know, we didn't go to one of these, one of these uh, backdoor mattress places, whatever you want to call. It. We went to one of these new, I call them, uh, new startup mattress companies. I won't mention the name. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the bed in the box type of thing. You got it. So yeah. we went there, and and you know what? It was it was quite the experience. The guy's like, "You want to take a nap? We got a little nap room back here." I was like, "I could use a nap. Go back there, take a little five ten minute nap." And and again, it was all it was all about the experience, and that's what we need to experience. Have our customers experience an experience when we're in their home. But my point is, I was like, "This dude's name was Regis. Swear to God, Regis." <laughs> Hey, Regis, you guys got any specials back there? You know, I'm always looking for a deal. I'm just like everybody else. I'm always looking for a deal. And he looks at me like, no. no." I was like, all right. He just, he didn't have the authority to to knock a price off because it's a, you know, it's a corporate chain or whatever. This should be no different than us. He he could, you know, if he had a coupon, I'm sure he would have gave it to me or knocked something off. But my point is, like, so let me ask you, he, he, didn't take it upon himself to be the used car salesman and say, yep, you know what? Let me open uh, Look at this drawer right here. We got a 20% off coupon. That would have would have been shady, right? Like, so my point is, like, when you are out there doing that, hey, let me knock 100 bucks off. Let's 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 make a deal. How, how often do you hear that from somebody in our office? Let's make a deal, right? <laughs> so um, don't be that guy. Just work on the high authority close. Get, get a partner in the office. And it's your obligation to keep these installers busy. So we're going to sign off from there. It's been fun talking with you guys. Um, Until next time, ABC. Always be closing.